we're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to. Uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully, we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know. We're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name's Corey. Of course, it's Tony. What's up? What's up, player? What's up, player? Where we at? We are at Premier Orlando. Orlando, Orlando yeah. 2019. <laughs> year <laughs> two for us. Year two for day us. Day two for us. Day two. Uh, this we got week. all the twos going, right? Yeah. Two, 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 and two. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, uh, there's two of us. <laughs> well, not really. It's three of us. That's three. The table. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? I guess, yeah, there's a lot more than two of us. So, dude, our guest today—it um, actually took us a little bit longer than uh, it should have to kind of to kind of meet up and make it happen. Um, She—we uh, knew early on, kind of, that we wanted to talk to her because I find her fascinating. Oh, yeah, definitely, big fans, big, big, big fans. Yeah, I can't wait to get in her story. I can't wait for her to share. Um, she's got a uh, she's got a lot to give our industry, and um, I'm glad that, uh, that 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 we can kind of uh, I don't know. Provider to spotlight it, or you know, absolutely. And she did, yeah, she deserves to, to 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 tell her story, and you know, because just like any other story, you know, what I mean, there's people out there who's going to connect with her, and Boom. we, you know, I mean, I, I feel that we instantly connected. You know, I think she would kind of like like minded, just kind of like that soul connection, or yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird because you know, the first time that we met, um, or the first few times that we met, was actually like on the floor at a show. You know, and it's like there's so much, there's so much pressure about it. And there's so much like quick back and forth. But you're right. The, the moment we met her, we we're like, hey, kind of dig uh, this girl. Yeah, I mean, just you, you feel the hug, right? It's like it's like boom. All right, yeah, she's my peeps. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's crazy. So uh, our guest today is Sarah Gallagher, and uh, Sarah's with Surface Hair. Um, and uh, like I said, man, like. Like, 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 let's bring her in and let, let's get into it. It's one you. So, Miss uh, Sarah, Ga- <laughs> I, to, I, f- I always feel like I have to like preface it with surface hair. But Sarah Gallagher, welcome to your day off. 
Hey guys, I am pumped up to be here. I am super fangirling for you guys oh, out stop. there. Like I was fangirling for, I don't know, a solid 30 minutes, I think, before we even started. <laughs> I am into this podcast. It is like... That's why it took us 30 minutes to get on. We're like, tell us more, Sarah. Tell us more. Chatting it up. Chatting it up. Yeah, for sure. But... I love what you guys are doing. I mean, along with so Thanks. many other people, but I truly believe that you guys are like both invested, truly invested in from someone just out of beauty school to somebody who's been in the industry for such a long time and that you're two people that want to see people succeed. You know what I mean? And mm, what you're doing on you. here is just positivity, good energy. And like I said, I listen to it to get me started for the day. Dude. Like. It well, is motivational for me. Well, that means the world to us, man. Yeah. You know? Like, that's... I mean, you, you, you yeah, kind of really touched it. I mean, that. yeah. I mean, she she could have written our mission statement from when we did. Yeah. You know, like, our, our goal was to reach everybody and was to, was to um, touch everybody. And, you know, everybody in the industry, you know, not not just whomever, but, yeah. you know, exactly. everybody. Our tag is community, community-driven purpose. Yes. Yeah, exactly. and, that, and that's truly what our goal is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And... It, Aside the brands, aside any, any any of the the tribes or cliques, you know what I mean. At the, in, at the end of the day, we are one big community. Yeah, it's yes. the people, right? Yep. Preach, preach it, yeah. preach. Yeah. So uh, this is embarrassing enough about us, Sarah. Sarah, where, um, kind of tell us uh, where you're from. Sure. So I'm from Chicagoland area, in a uh, suburban area just north of Chicago. If you can uh, Google Lake Villa, it's kind of like a lake resort area, small. Small area, but right smack dab in the in between Milwaukee and Chicago. So kind of some good life out there. Go south, go north. Yeah. <laughs> What's the good life? What's the good life? Well, you know, um, well, music has always been like a huge, huge movement in my life. So just the ability to constantly go to shows and things like that, have access to amazing education, whether it's in Chicago or Milwaukee, mm-hmm. right? And I forget, you take for granted the fact that you do live close to a big city because there's so many out there that maybe don't have access or close access or they have to commute hours and hours to get to somewhere for that, right? So, yeah, it's a it was a great place growing up. Brewers, Cubs, White Sox, what? I mean... Cubs, man. Cubs all the way. Right. Yeah. So, sorry, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know, because it's kind of divided there. Yeah, no, I'm still, still, uh, still for the Cubs, my friend. So, so, so I guess yeah, you grew up in right between Milwaukee and Chicago. Yep. How did you find our hair, the hair industry? How did you find our industry? Oh, right. Okay. So I come from a single mother household. Okay. My dad, he was like in and out. Yeah. Pound. Um, strong women. <laughs> and it was just my brother and I. And I grew up poor. Grew up poor. My mom worked a lot, and she worked so much during the week just to try to have off, like, on a Friday so she can kind of sort of be home and catch up on stuff, you know. So I knew early on that college, I wanted to go to college, and I ultimately did go to college, but I needed to pay my way. And that's where it started is I was like, okay, I can get into the hair industry, work, and go to college. And I was offered... um, beauty school through vocational school so my high school if you were a good student and you had a grade point average like 3.0 or higher they paid for your beauty school what yes so it wasn't like a trade school within the like the system Mm -hmm. it was like oh that's pretty cool yes so my junior and senior year of high school i would get on a bus and 50 percent of the day i would be at this tech campus is what they called it 
um, for beauty school, 16, 17 years old, right? And then I would commute back on a bus back to high school to finish my high school for two years. And I was a good student. So I got my beauty school for free. And the only thing, and I remember um, it was like a stretch, right? My, My mom... She's like, I don't know how we're going to pay for your beauty school kit. You know, the kit where they set yeah, you up for uh-huh. success. They give you all the things. And she goes, but your grandmother gave you some bonds when you were little. She goes, let's cash those in wow. and we'll get your beauty school kit so you can go to beauty school. And that's ultimately how I was set up. So I had originally gone in it with interest, of course, um, my great-grandfather owned a barbershop in Chicago, Congress Barbershop. Like, it was kind of sort of in the family, right? And when I would go to get my haircut as a kid, I would always think about how amazing I felt when I was done right. and was interested in it. But then ultimately I was like, I got to find a way to support myself through college as well. And this was my career path. And I had no idea how much, how invested I would be in it. Wow. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, it was a great um, opportunity to go through high school, right? Because what it does is at 18 years old, I graduated high school and I graduated cosmetology. And I was already working in a salon, but at that point, I mean, it's a great program, right? To to help people move into their career path right away so they can start supporting themselves and get out on their own. And I moved out um, at 18. So I was living on my own at 18 going to school, building my clientele. So yeah. you said going to school, like after you got out of high school, you're now you're a cosmetologist, uh, college while you're working? and Yeah, I did. So after I finished beauty school and graduated, fresh 18, my mom's like, hey, so we're going to leave Chicagoland area and we're going to move to North Carolina and I'm bringing your brother with me. What? And I was like, yeah, and it, because she's originally from that area. She has a lot of brothers and sisters and family. And so she's like, are you coming? And at 18, I was like, no, no, I'm not coming. Because I had to think, I was like, I don't really see myself in North Carolina. Like, Chicago is my home area. And I right. just love the culture and just everything about it. So at 18, short couple months after, um, I moved out. And my first apartment was actually above the salon I was working at. That's kind of dope, though. It was. It didn't have a bathroom door or a kitchen. That's not so dope, though. (laughs) Right right for sure. It was like, uh, yeah, got to go to the bathroom. Got to pull the... There was just a curtain, you know? (laughs) But for me, it was my own place. Right. Right? It was my own place. There's no calling in sick. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, she would come up... Yeah, that's a whole other story, my first salon story. But, yeah, she would come up and knock on the door sometimes, though, if she needed extra help and right. whatever. So, yeah, didn't have a far commute, friends. We just walked you, downstairs. You couldn't, be, couldn't be late for work. No, snow, be, no snow days. Not late for work. <laughs> no snow days. None of that. Nope, nope. Um, but, yeah, then at times, you know, if she needed a little extra help, she'd come knock on my door. And I would, you know. Of course. But, yeah, right? of course. She's my landlord and my boss. Right. <laughs> yeah, all those things wrapped into one. Woohoo! But, yes, long long answer to uh, your question is then, yes, I was going to, to school, to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ultimately graduated with an art degree. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, Had you always been into art, even, like, in high school and stuff? Oh, yes, for sure. All kinds of arts. 
um, from literature art, though, to like physical art, sculpting, painting. I love to paint acrylic. Don't have a whole lot of time right now, but mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. That's pretty awesome. I want a, uh, I want a, uh, a sculpture of, of my boy's face. I'm on it, man. All right. As long as you pay for shipping. Yeah. Uh, I'll pay for the material. You got to ship me up there? Uh, we ain't rich over here. We ain't rich. Right. Got to pay for shipping for that sculpture. Right. I'll pay for the materials, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. So um, so, so, did you do an apprenticeship program or, or an assistant program or um, any of that? Yep. So, in the state of Illinois, I did my job shadowing. Then I did my internship. Mm-hmm. And then started out in my first What's salon. What's the difference between shadowing and internship yeah so shadowing in the state of illinois you can shadow for 15 hours towards your license where it's not paid and shadowing is really what it says it is right you are the shadow of whatever stylist that you're following in that salon and then when you get into interning then there's x amount of hours that you can fulfill through that towards your license and they say that the interning experience is supposed to be more hands-on. Now, I um, volunteer teach at the beauty school that I actually attended. And I you have do a, now. I do now, yep. Uh-huh. Um, and I participate in the job shadowing interning. And, you know, I'll be real with you. When I was interning, I was mostly laundry, yeah. sweeping, right. shampoos. But I really try to make the interning experience and job shadow at my salon more hands-on, more hands-in. Right. Especially, I feel like these recent, now you do now I do okay okay I, oh no I always have the the mm-hmm. ten years because and especially more than ever now right because attention span is so short but then also like they want to get in it man they're excited mm-hmm. out of school and so if we can do like tandem foiling or tandem blow dries and and things like that I mean you keep the interest interest more so my interning was not like that <laughs> but then I did do additional training afterward with the salon owner. Um, my first salon experience. Yeah. Uh, how long were you there? So I was there for two years. Yep, I was there for only two years. And the reason being is because she was verbally abusive, my friends. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was hard, right? Because I'm 18. Mm-hmm. I have no family in the area. She's my landlord. Mm-hmm. And I work for her. So... I was kind of stuck mm-hmm. a little bit and I just took, I just took it. And she would say things to me like, you'll never amount to anything. It's a good thing I hired you because no one else would hire you. Yeah. She oh, was, no. yeah. So she was very verbally abusive and, and really cut me down. So I probably would have worked there longer if I started to truly believe what she was telling me mm-hmm. I was right. And man, um, it all came to a head one week when I used to do facials. Mm-hmm. So I went to reschedule a facial because our facial room was under construction. And for me here, I'm thinking like, this is good business, right? Like mm-hmm. our facial room's under construction. I forgot I had a facial Saturday morning. I'm going to move and reschedule because like, I didn't feel like it was good business to be charging this, this woman a $70 facial when the facial room was under construction. Anywho, long story short, this boss said I was possessed by the devil, an evil spirit. What? Yes. Yes, friends. I'm telling the truth. And she goes, I'm making bad decisions based on the devil. She was extremely religious. And um, 
that Saturday morning, created a prayer circle around the front desk and started praying that this evil spirit be released from my body and I start making better decisions. No joke. Oh my gosh. What? Yes. This was a Saturday morning. And then it was like, okay. And we continued our Saturday day. And by the end of that, I was like, this is not right. Like, I got to get out of here. That's crazy. I can't can't imagine. Here you are. You're a young 18-year-old female woman. You know, you just got out of high school. You just got out of cosmetology school. You're working in. Now your mom and your brother leaves to Carolina. You're there by yourself. No dad. No nothing. And then you got to deal with that. Yeah. She was the only adult in my life at that time, right? Mm -hmm. And I looked up to her because I, I was grateful and thankful that she gave me a place to live. Because when my family have, had moved, I was just staying on people's couches. I was suitcase living, right? Sure, right. And so when she was like, you know, I do have the space above the salon, but it doesn't have a bathroom door. It doesn't have a kitchen. I'll charge you this much. It might be for three months. It might be for six months. I didn't care. I was just happy to have my own space. Right. So I looked up to her, but I think I was so young and just being so vulnerable that I didn't really realize what was happening, you know? And by the end of the two years, I was pretty much pretty broken stylist, right? Mm. And so I ultimately quit. And she looked at me and she goes, you're not quitting. What? You're just having a bad day. Just go home. Take the rest of the day off. I'll see you tomorrow. Wow. And I looked at her and I go, no, I got to go. Packed up my stuff and I left and I did not have another job. Did your head do a 360? Like, when you look at her? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Boy, I'm not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I exited the building in flames. Because not only were you giving up your job, but you're giving up your, uh, your live space too, right? Yeah, and that was... So thank goodness for that. In hindsight, she kind of kicked me out a month before that happened or like a short time before that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up um, getting another apartment with a, the actual employee who worked there. So that was awkward for her, right? So she stayed there. <laughs> right. And I was like, I'm bouncing, you guys. I'm bouncing. I'm out of here. Yeah, so I'm out of here. How, how was it? Like, she finished her day. You finished your day. You meet back at the apartment how was that conversation like how's uh how's crazy oh man that was rough first of all no i'm not gonna drop names um don't do that no we won't be doing that uh yeah it was an interesting dynamic and ultimately broke up our friendship Uh and but that's okay um i i'm a planner i planned ahead and i saved so then i could live on my own you know good for you Mm. no what drive what i mean I don't know too many 18-year-olds that, that that are, like, that kind of de- de- being determined and, and just, just the tenacity to, to succeed, to make it happen for yourself. Yeah. That's, that's so where'd you end up after that? And then how, how, well, how long were you, like, you know, jobless? And, yeah. then, uh, and, then how, and then where'd you end up? Yeah, so I got a job at Hot Topic. Hot topic. Right? In the mall? Yeah. 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 Um, 
and just worked there a short time. I ran into a stylist friend from beauty school and she was like, well, my salon is hiring. And without even a thought, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go there, right? Because my confidence was so low. I had been torn down and she had told me no one would ever hire me, right? No one would ever hire you. You're not good enough. And so when my friend said there was an open position as a stylist for her salon, I thought, okay, I'm going to go there. I have an in, right? I didn't, I didn't research the salon. I I didn't know anyone there. Um, And even like education and product wasn't really a thing for me. I just went there because I was like, this is going to be the only place that will hire me was my thought. So I went to another salon there and I was there for a couple years. And unfortunately, I don't know what happened, but I kept getting paid in cash. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't really... I didn't really know why I was getting but paid you're like, cash. Word, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm young, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, cash money. And then I started to think about it, and I'm like, something's going on. So I asked for a pay stub. So I would get a pay stub on a Word document with my cash envelope. Um, <laughs> and then that's when I was like, you know, I need some solid foundational education. And I had always wanted to be an educator in the future. And I'm like, how do I do this? And I saw that Rusk was actually hiring, building their, their team. I'd never used Rusk product before, and, but I knew I wanted to do education down the road. So I applied. Mm-hmm. And they said, you needed two years experience, but I had a year and a half. And when they called me and left a voicemail on my phone inviting me to the training, I freaked out. That's so funny. You know, that's Ruth Roche's story. Ruth, Ruth Roche, um, uh, Trevor Sorby was looking to uh, build his, um, his U.S. team. Uh-huh. And one of the criteria was you needed two years of experience. She only had a year and a half, and she did it anyways. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then she ends up being, like, artistic director at U.S. Yeah. for Trevor Sorby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. I freaked the other day when she just liked a post that I posted, <laughs> and I screenshot it. I'm like, Wah! And she messaged me, and she goes, that made my day. I'm like, you made my day. <laughs> yeah. She's you awesome. Did. She's yeah. a Ruth. That's pretty we cool. love Ruth. So now you're on the Rust team. And then, I mean, I just, there's a little piece missing from me in, in the story. Yeah. Um, like, like, I mean, you were like beaten and unconfident in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what gave you the, even the nerve to kind of do a, uh, to, to, to do, to, to do the education side. And why did you feel that was your calling? So when I was in beauty school, I went to what's now called America's Beauty Show. Huge show, mm-hmm. right? And I'm with my beauty school that's friends. The one, that's the one in Chicago. In yeah, Chicago. The ABS. Yep, yep, yep. And I remember walking in, and as soon as I walked in, it was like, my people. <laughs> that was right? the first show you'd ever been to. That was the first show I'd ever been to. And that's a wild, huge show, right? There's so much energy. There's so much chaos. There's a platform artist on every corner, literally. Yeah, literally. And I ran into, and I couldn't tell you the brand, I couldn't even tell you the person, but this super cool, tatted up, piercings, like funky hair on the corner platforming Mm -hmm. and doing color. And I was like, I want to do that. (laughs) And I could see how she was just bringing in the audience too. She had a whole crowd around her and even, even us, just everything she was saying. And so... I was like, I want to be a part of giving back in that way, uh-huh. really. But also, she looked wicked cool. 
Because wicked cool is our industry, right? <laughs> right? Well, when you're in beauty school and you're like 16, 17, you're like, that's cool. How do That's I do really cool. that? Yeah, right? Yeah, so it had always been a goal of mine, and that's really what sparked it. So even though I went to the second salon and I really was like, I didn't have a whole lot of confidence, once I started working in that salon next to other stylists that were uplifting, right? they really showed me that I actually had potential, that what I was doing was good, and my book started filling up super fast. Um, and I became in demand and I was like, you know, I'm applying for this Rusk opportunity, even if I have only a year and a half experience because I want to be in education. Right. Yeah. Hey, kudos. I mean, like, again, it takes a lot of guts, you know what I mean? To go after something that you have no experience in. None. Didn't even know the products. Right. You know, exactly. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) I was like, I need to get my foot in. I want to do this. Who is building their team right now? This one. And I, of course, Rusk. I mean, they had some cool imagery, too, at that time. They did. Like, oh, shattered stuff. And, oh, yeah, that's a... And they were more, um, they were more of kind of a a haircutting, like, company, right? So were you educating with haircuts? Yes. So I started with them educating with haircuts and, and product knowledge, but I was around during the birth of their color line. So that was a really cool behind the scenes experience for me because playing with color that wasn't out yet, creating formulations, learning the ins and outs of this color line that they were developing was such a, I didn't know it at the time, but a huge learning moment for me next to some of my biggest mentors, Angela Greenland and Maria Guasta, that were on the creative team forever. Those two women really made a huge influence on me and color. And that's when I was like, color has my heart. And then I started teaching color with Rusk. And are you you kind of known as a color educator now? Yep, I am. I am. I love to cut. Truly, I love to do both. Mm -hmm. But yes, color is where I'm at. That's pretty cool. Isn't it weird that, like, it, it, it's kind of hard to break in both sides, right? It's kind of hard to be, like, both a color educator and a, a haircutting yeah. um, educator, you know? Yeah. I feel or, like we're in a time where people are starting to specialize more in, well, not just, like, one or the other, but mm-hmm. to be a specialist in something. Right. That's maybe, it's do, wait, maybe it just has to do with more with branding. You know, branding. Like it, it, it takes Thank so you. much work, and it takes That's so much, like... Um, effort to do it that maybe you don't have time to kind of brand yourself as as all as the above the right. master <laughs> exactly yeah. how long were you with uh, Rusk I was with Rusk for six years oh cool yeah yeah and it was a great it was a really great experience there was a lot of a lot of hard learning I have to say that they provided an amazing foundation for me their education was no joke and that's what really shall I say kicked my tush into <laughs> uh, like buckling down and cutting with a purpose because they were such a foundational hair cutting company and I'll be real like looking back I gave some bad haircuts <laughs> like imagine 18 years old right out on the floor and you're trusting me to touch your hair I did some crazy hair <laughs> not a good way so yeah they gave me the confidence for that so after after your um, so your next job after uh, working for Rusk was it um, was it um I don't know what question I'm asking. Did you go right into like another education company or, or what happened right after Rusk and right after Rusk experience? 
Yeah, so I joined the Rusk team, and you really have to go through like a, a lot of rigmarole in order to get that done. So that was a mm -hmm. huge honor, and then you climb the ladder and you teach classes. Well, clearly the salon I was at, getting paid cash and all that jazz, really wasn't uh, lining up that it was correct. And I went into an absolutely gorgeous salon, huge salon, spared no expense, and taught a Rusk class. So the salon owner was like, hey, I really want you to work here. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was just feeling like there's some crazy things going down at the other one. I better bounce. Something right. fishy is happening, right? Are they still in business? Yeah. <laughs> they still there? <laughs> Not still there. Unfortunately, I left, and a year later, the girls showed up, doors were closed, all their stuff left inside. Yeah, wasn't paying taxes. There it was. There it was. So, yeah, I went on to another salon, still educating for Rusk there, became the artistic director within that salon, started to train their staff as well within that salon, and um, I was on the Rusk journey, really, at that point. Also playing with color, helping with color. Then they provided me with some amazing opportunities. Got to work with Charlie Price, which was the yeah. bomb. Freaking love Charlie Price, man. I was his colorist for a few shows. And I remember, and I was still really young at the time, and I remember the team being a little nervous to work with him and be his colorist in the room. And, and I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Of course, you have no fear. No fear, right? When you're in your early 20s, no fear at all. So oh, I was like, you, you had no fear graduating high school, deciding to stay by yourself. Had no, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean, mad respect. I mean, so you just had, you had you just, sounds like you just had the courage to be able to tackle on something that could be, most people find either, you know, fearful or too big of a mountain to, to take on, but you took it on hit, you know, straight on one. So, so you said everybody else is a little bit nervous, but you said, I'm going to take it on. I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're young still, early 20s. How, I mean, how, what's, what's the thought process or what? I mean, what was your, did you have like a, a big end goal or are you just like, you know what, I'm just going to take it as it comes? So for me, I saw it as an opportunity to work with someone who I knew had an amazing background with education, who had been in the industry doing a lot with like editorial and just like his hands in a lot of different buckets, right? Sure. And he had been on Sheer Genius and I had seen it and I was like, I like this guy, right? <laughs> and so when everyone else was really nervous about it, I was like, I'll do it. Um, it was a really great thing because after a full day of color, and I was nervous too, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, I'm gonna do this because, and maybe that's in a slightly selfish way, like I wanna see what you are doing. I wanna learn from you, even if it's, I'm just shadowing right. you. I mean, I didn't know if I'd get that opportunity again. I mean, here was this kid from like smack dab in the middle of Chicago and Milwaukee here, right? Like out on my own coming from, like no one will ever hire you. So I was like taking the opportunities, right? Working with Charlie Price must have been just, just an amazing experience. What was that like? What were your big takeaways from Charlie? My big takeaways is that bleached eyebrows are chic. <laughs> that is not where I thought we were going with this, by the way. Um, w Magazine is Bible. <laughs> I can now create a Marge Simpson type of effect on hair. 
we did this wicked cool updo with like blue hair i mean it was insane it was like a tower of an up style but i would say i realized he's a real person just like you and i and though everyone was nervous and i was nervous to work with him like that at the end of the day he asked me to have a glass of wine with him and I did not drink wine at the time. Wasn't much of a drinker at all. And uh, he's like, I need a glass of Chardonnay. I had never had Chardonnay. I was like, yes, that sounds amazing. I have what he's having. Yeah. <laughs> and we sat down and he said, you know, I felt a little uncomfortable today because I felt like no one really wanted to talk to me. And I said, well, that's not it. You know, I'm sure they're just in awe of what you're doing creating or just a little nervous like you know a guest artist coming into a already established team right and so after that he requested me for a couple shows um to be with him and work with him and we developed a, a great relationship and it was just for that short time but i learned a lot that way and one thing he said to me was because then i went on stage with him and I presented the color, and then he did upstyling and a few other things. And it was the biggest stage I'd ever been on. Uh, my feet were still getting wet with education. I'm, I'm, I'm holding a handheld, and I'm shaking like, I'm going to drop this. Okay? <laughs> a sea of people. And I don't know what happened, but I blacked out. When I got, when I got off stage, he goes, I love that you are so funny. He's like you need to show more of that on the stage, I think. And I'm like, really? And that's when I realized, like, you need to let more of yourself come through when you're presenting. Yeah. Because you're okay, Sarah. It's okay. I mean, what a great piece of advice because, you know, everything that, you know, even like with your your first owner and stuff, you know, you had to fight all that, right? You had to fight that you're not worthy. You you had to fight that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and... and not only the validation, but but the push forward to be like, Sarah, you're Sarah, you're okay, mm-hmm. right? You're and, okay. and Sarah, you can do this, and, and 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 you're worthy. I mean, that's basically what he's saying, right? Yeah, like you're worthy to be on the what stage. What a great mentor. I know. Yeah. What a great what a great thing to hear. Yeah. Somebody like that taking you in under their wing a little bit while you're that young. Sure. And then you know taking that opportunity to to say, you're okay, kid. Right. You know, yeah. That's pretty awesome. So that was my, my hugest takeaway. Beyond the bleached brows. Okay. Right. Beyond that. Still liking the bleached brows. Right. Shake look. Yeah. <laughs> like so what's after Rusk? Um, so after Rusk. So at this point, what? I'm on my third salon. So it was like two years at the first salon, two years at the second salon. I still hadn't found my happy hair home mm-hmm. and the culture that I really wanted to be in. Did you know it at the time? Did you know what you were looking for? Or were you just like, this isn't it? I didn't know where, what I was looking for, but it was very much, this is not it. Mm-hmm. Because the second salon that I was at, the cash, the cash money flow, right? And then the third salon that I brought to, beautiful salon, pristine salon. She knew me, educator first. And then I became the artistic director. Um, unfortunately, the salon owner had some struggles with alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. And she also was verbally abusive as well not only to me but the entire staff and when I started to not want to come to work every day even though I loved what I was doing or I started to get scared or nervous Mm -hmm. to speak to someone who's supposed to be my mentor my boss 
is when I realized this is not the place for me either. Mm. And after having three salons that were negative experiences, and some of them to the extreme, I was like, this must be what it's like in the beauty industry, right? That was my thought. How would I know? I've been to three salons, and they've all been negative for the most part. So I was like, I'm going to create my own culture. I don't care if I just work by myself. And I need to open up my own place. So that's what I did. Mm. So that, that, where's, that, where's, where's your salon there? Or where's that salon? Yeah, so my salon's in Grays Lake, Illinois. It's also uh-huh. just north of Chicago, Burbs area. Uh, it's been 10 years that, wow. that we've owned it. And so when I left that salon, I didn't work. Well, you know, I went to people's houses to try to, but yeah, had a space and the whole salon ownership story, right? Finding furniture. Actually, Maddie Conrad really um, reminds me of, he was saying he was like dumpster diving and finding things. I'm <laughs> like, dude, that was me, right? That's because awesome. like, I didn't have a ton of money. I saved up a, the little bit that I could, but I knew that I wanted to create a salon with an awesome culture that was accepting, that was more of a learning environment mm-hmm. where education was a strong basis. I knew I wanted a salon that had... Um, a green, eco-friendly type of vibe. And I was also really into recycle, reuse. So I was dumpster diving. I was finding all the things, right? I was painting till 2 a.m. I was putting all those things up uh, and then started to create my culture. So it truly, at the time I, I had a partner, she was more on like the nail side and I was the hair side. And so I started my tribe from no one, right? It was just me and my clientele and her clientele as the basis. And I hired everybody fresh out of school. And I get emotional talking about it, but those girls are still with me. So I've got seven. And I just hired a a little new boo bear. (laughs) She starts next week. I'm so excited. Yeah. And um, I mean, I don't want to get too ahead, but eventually we morphed into a concept. So like half my salon is a commission hourly and the other half is suite rental or space rental but not like doctor's office suite rental like eclectic spaces we've got like chain link fence up to the ceiling and knee walls everybody's got a barn door that like opens and closes so it's a very creative eclectic environment and it's totally home that's so awesome yeah mad respect to you too because i mean after a third uh negative salon uh, that could be discouraging. That can, you know, that can be a, a, a huge weight, uh, Ugh, and, yeah. and, and and be hard to fight at, fight out of. Yeah, I almost quit hair. Yeah, I really did. That, that, once again, that's a that's a commonality, unfortunately, on, on this, including Philip Wolf, right? Like Philip uh, told a story about how you know he was this close to quitting. Could you imagine? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, could you imagine Philip quit, um, and we never kind of got to see right. the magic that he brings. So, dude, how did you find Wayne, and how did you find Surface, and, and of course, how did you find our boy G? Yes. So, when I opened my salon ten years ago, I saw Surface being advertised in a flyer, and remember, I told you I wanted more of like an eco-friendly, green type mm-hmm. of vibe, um, offering vegan, organic services. There wasn't a whole lot of that happening out there at the time. And so I wanted a product line that had a strong education base, but then held all of those values. So I one day was just looking at a, a flyer that was being advertised through the beauty distributor. I think mm-hmm. at the time it was Marshall's and 
there was Wayne's face <laughs> <laughs> smiling. Wayne dis- Grun, which was on the podcast. <laughs> yep, right, Wayne Grun. Yep. Um, owner and creator of Surface, and I didn't know Wayne. I didn't know who he was. Even though he has had such a strong background in education, has influenced so many people in our industry, I had no idea who he was. But I read about him in that flyer, and then I read about the product and then the culture behind it. And I was like, I think this is the product for me. So at the time, still working for Rusk, as a Rusk educator, I brought Surface in to sit next to Rusk to have the two options. And I got a free ticket to something called New Beginnings, which is... um, was a big symposium at the time that Wayne actually ran in it. A free ticket, and it took me a year to use that free ticket. Because <laughs> I'm all like, mm, I'm a Rusk educator. It's not Rusk. Like, right, like I'm drinking the Rusk Kool-Aid over here. Um, so I went with my team, and Wayne was having the symposium for two days. And the symposium was all about the products, their culture, how to grow your business. And I'm like, man, they offer a variety of support here. This is what I need. And by the end of the two days, as Wayne was throwing all his stuff in a bag, because he was probably jumping on a plane going somewhere, because that's how he is. He zip, zip, zip. I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, hey, here's my car. I would love to work for you instead. I did. And he goes, can you be on a flight to Kansas City in one week? And I looked and at you're him. You're like, I'll be waiting for you, Wayne. Right. <laughs> totally. No, it was more like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. But I was booked. I was booked solid. But I moved everybody. Right. I moved everyone and I booked a plane ticket and I went. That's awesome. Like, you know, I cut ties and jumped it because that's how much I believed in the culture and the education. And, and at that point, was he, um, was he building his team or was, uh, did he have a team already and that you just kind of brought in or was it kind of like the beginning of like him building something? Yeah. So Surface is 10 years old. Um, my salon is 10 years old. So uh, was shortly after. So he had a small core, core team and he was still building. So I've been with Surface for eight years. And no. they haven't been the same. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> In a positive you. way. Thank you. Sending, <laughs> yeah. sending love over there send and that side of the table. Sending yeah. love. Thank you. Yeah, so from worked worked my way up. That's so cool. Did you know G before uh, Surface or did you meet him in the Surface experience? I met G through Surface. And I have to say, okay, so G is definitely one of my favorite people of all time. He is so humble. Mm-hmm. He has been instrumental in my growth with Surface, but not only on a level beauty industry-wise, but but personally. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is a good dude, the and best. the best. And to this day, I will still call him to like bounce. I mean, we talk all the time, but to bounce ideas off, I'm like, you're the person I need to talk to you about this because you're going to give great insight and fair insight, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know how to explain it, but he is like my calm, right? No, no, I get that. I completely get He is get my that. calm. Like, the opportunities that I've been given within Surface are opportunities I would have never thought that I, I would get there. And um, he has his hand in some of those mm-hmm. in recommending me for them, right? Mm-hmm. And... Oh, yeah, see, I don't want to get, getting so emotional over here about him, but 
Just go. He is the underdog. Like, or he is a fan of the underdog, right? Yeah. And he sees the potential. And when I, I can remember being so nervous for my first, like, video shoot or, or photo shoot or so nervous for my very first big uh, stage presentation with Wayne and maybe with G. But it's like, as soon as G shows up, I'm cool. Isn't that crazy? Like, his presence, he's just my calm. And it still happens to me. Like, I was on my way doing to do the 2020 collection for Surface, and we all met up in the Minneapolis airport. And I don't know why, you guys. I was just nervous, nervous, nervous. I care, right? I yeah. care a lot. And as soon as he showed up, I'm like, I'm good. I'm cool. You I wonder know? if it's like... Um She's going to kill me for saying this. But I kind of wonder if it's like a, um, if it's almost like parental kind of comfort. Mm. Like, oh, he's got me. You know, kind of like he's got me mm-hmm. and, and, and I can rely on him, you know. And that's I it. That wonder, is it. That's it. That's totally it. You identified it right here. We just had a. So can we call can we call him Daddy G? Yeah. yeah. Daddy uh, G. Papa G. Oh, man. I'm going to go down to the booth. I'm going to call him Daddy G today. <laughs> Right. I don't think he's going to long live, right? But, uh, I can't yeah, wait to no, the text messages I get now. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody out there who knows G. Daddy G. Yep. Hashtag, hashtag Daddy G. <laughs> Let's get him a shirt. Yeah. Right. Another shirt. Another shirt. You know, you're going to have to come out with a collection of shirts, by the way. Right. Right. Because, like, you're like, oh, that'd be a good shirt. Good shirt. Really, though, come out with a collection of shirts because fangirls like myself... I'm buy a few of them with the right. saying on it. Where, when at that moment in time, when you're like, that should be a shirt. I'm like, that's the shirt I want. And that's the shirt I want. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing um, limited supply, you know. Right. <laughs> so, yes, limited <laughs> supply, special edition shirts. I like yeah. this. I like where we're going with oh, that. Like a couple each. That's it. Yeah, that's for it. sure. Yeah, but Daddy G. Daddy G. Yeah, I think you identified it. Like you hit it right on the nail. Um, there's very few people that you meet in your life. I feel that you know 150%. They will catch you if you fall. Mm-hmm. And he's that dude for me. I get that. I mean, I, I get that completely. And um, not to bash you, because that's what I'm trying to do at all. No, no, no. But it's, um, I think G has that effect on a lot of people. And, yes, he and those does. that know him, that's part of why you love him. Yes. Right? Like, he's like, he's like old school in the sense that exactly that. You know, mm-hmm. if he's your boy, he's your boy. Yeah. You know? I agree with you. And he has such a strong presence, I think, no matter what. And mm-hmm. everyone who meets him loves him. I, I agree with that. And he doesn't even know the yeah. effect that he has. Or he doesn't think that he does. But He's so humble. He That's is it. so humble. But he is so powerful. Yeah. I wish I could give out his his Instagram handle, but I'm not even sure he has an Instagram. He does. He does? Okay, yeah. so you're going to put it up, and okay. then we're going to have everybody attack G and say, G, why aren't you on the boys' podcast? That's exactly yeah. what's going to happen. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, because for those of you guys who haven't met G yet, you're missing out. His, his podcast will be hashtag Daddy G. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Daddy G. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> and I'm, let me give just two minutes about our history with Jay. Just Please um, do. For the, the, for Please the people do. that listen. Is, um, we actually, Tony and I, we went to hair school together, and G was our instructor. So we actually met G on a, an, exchange, um, an exchange trip um, when we went to Graham Webb, which, by the way, we just interviewed Graham Webb. 
tune yeah. in. So, um, so we met we met G in uh, in London um, during that exchange thing, and then um, he came back to the U.S. and he's kind of never left. You know, he. Uh, so he's that, like, hey boys, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, and I'm not leaving. Yep. Right. So, uh, so anyways, that, that's kind of our history. Then we, we've known him for a thousand years. Um, he was. Um, he was an integral. I don't know if it's a sounding board, I guess, for the yeah. podcast. Like, um, like when we did it, we uh, or when we were thinking about doing it, or mm-hmm. kind of in it. You know, we, we definitely uh, talked to, to G and see. You know, if if Tony and I were kind of out of the industry as far as like the show kind of stuff for so many years, like, is it something that the industry uh, wanted or needed or whatever? And G was our sounding board, and he was like, "Boys, you got to do it." So, um, mm-hmm. so we love G for that, and, and like you said, it, it, if G said we're not going to fail, we, we had confidence that that, that wasn't going to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's what he says goes. That's it. Right. Yeah. I, I trust that. G's the law. I trust that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we love G. So, what is Sarah up to now? What am I up to now? Well, um, I'm a color ambassador for Surface. She's so leaving. She's going to go back to Rusk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. Sorry. <laughs> No. Um, so, yeah, still on my eight-year journey here with Surface yeah. and worked my way up, was granted amazing opportunities. I'm a color ambassador for Surface now, so I help them to develop the color techniques that they create for the collection. So oh, I've sweet. been doing that the past, this was my fourth opportunity. Super cool. So I work with G. I work with Don McKee. So um, G does the cutting. I do the coloring. So we work hand in hand to color the cut that way. So you're like Corey and Tony. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you guys. And then, yeah, Don McKee does the styling. So developing those techniques, making them teachable, coachable, And then so our educators can then coach those techniques to other stylists in the industry. And I help with color programs, education programs, things like that. And then, of course, I'm also in the field and do a couple sprinkle of other things here with Surface, too. Right. And Surface, I feel like as educators, we wear a lot of hats, a great many hats. That's that's just part of us with Surface and a family owned company. So. That's, I mean, you nailed that, right? I mean, it is a yeah. family owned thing. Uh, yeah, Wayne is Wayne is in the he's in the trenches, right? Yeah, like always if you come, in the you trenches. See, if, you, if you come to a, to a show and you see the surface booth, a thousand percent Wayne's going to be there. He'll yep. be there before everyone, and he'll leave after everybody. And mm-hmm. then uh, you might you might get to see a little bald headed British guy there too. Yeah, <laughs> just just hanging around, just hanging <laughs> exactly. around. If, and also, you know, um, if you if you're on the show circuit, if you, or if you go to the show circuit, definitely make sure that you uh, you check out G's classes and, and of course Sarah's classes um, with Surface, and um, you know get a little uh, get a little G and uh, Sarah magic because uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. What you yeah. guys are doing is crazy. Yeah, I'm super pumped about the 2020 collection. Um, We were just there in Saskatoon, Canada, which is where (laughs) Surface is based out of. And it was G, myself, and Don, and of course Wayne, Wayne's daughter, Jackie Grund, who is kind of like the art director of the shoot. And so going into the studio, working with models, um, doing live color, then the cutting live, then the styling live to film for education purposes. And then the next day, of course, is video shoot, but then also we do on location. And man, I'm proud of this 2020 collection. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see it. It man. is my yeah. vibe. That's awesome. Yeah, really good. So, and again, those are things where I'm there and I'm like, pinch me. Right. This is not real. Right. Right. Well, because you're, you're still that, that, that little girl that you prayed over. For, for, yeah, <laughs> you know? give me all your prayers. Give me all your prayers. You know what? I'm going to argue yeah. that it worked. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah right. Save me, save me. Because yeah, you've been sure. saved. The, you know, the industry <laughs> saved you once I again. I love that. I remember that. Oh, I love that. That's good. Yeah, maybe I haven't saved me, but that's it. Tony, Tony used to maybe tell a story. Tony used to tell a story that um, uh, when he quit smoking, he got uh, hypnotized, and he goes, that was balderdash, but he goes, but I haven't smoked since. So was it? <sighs> but was it? That was my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. I'm going with the hypnosis. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> She, uh, yeah, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I quit, yeah, I quit smoking a long time ago. Good because, you, of, because of things. Hypnosis. <clears throat> no, because <laughs> Skyline. <laughs> that's definitely true. That's 100% true. So, Sarah, like, if, uh, if people want to find you on the socials, where, where do they find you? How do they get you? What do, what's your handles? What's all, that, what's all that stuff? Yeah, so my Instagram handle is Sarah Surface Hair. Sarah does not have an H on it, my friends. So S A R A surface. Hless Sarah. Hless Sarah. Exactly. That should be your next handle. Hless Sarah. I kind of like that. Yeah. When you do that, mm-hmm. you're full of ideas. Yeah. I need to just hang out with you. Around Brilliant. Here, okay. Um, so that's my Instagram handle, friends. I'd love to be your friend. Let's get connected. Let's do that. And then on uh, it, on Facebook, the girl. FB. I'm Sarah Alwyn Gallagher. I've got a hair page as well. That Coffure Color by Sarah Gallagher. So I've got a couple things that you can follow. Every other Wednesday, I do a live video called Color Me Wild Wednesday, where I do just experimental color placements. It's kind of like, I'm going to work it out for you so you don't have to, and we'll see how (laughs) this turns out. It's more so a thing that keeps me on point. Like It's good practice also, but a good way to connect with the audience and do some like fun color and experiment, you know? Yeah. So awesome. I do that too. Do so you those take are suggestions about what the next experiment's going to be? Heck yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, and no joke about this whatsoever. And it's probably my art degree. So we're unpacking boxes in the model room this weekend. And you know, those like weird cardboard dividers for products. Yeah. The sectioning. That the like, that, yeah, the sectionings. And I'm like, you guys, I'm going to take this and I'm going to do a color technique out of it. And they're like, ha ha, you would, Sarah. I'm like, no, I am. (laughs) So then they're like, oh, so everybody started grabbing them and stuff. I took a whole bunch of them and put it in my backpack. So stay tuned, man. I'm going to do some color technique with those sections. (laughs) I got, I got a crazy idea. Yeah, but that's what it's about. And it's fun for me. Like it feeds my soul. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also, talking to a camera and connecting with audiences through social media. So yeah, you get to be creative, exploring. That's, yeah. Yeah. You know what the best part is? It's a hundred percent by her rules. Yep. Right. You've got that. That's it. Sarah, we love you. Thank you for spending an hour with us. That went by fast. It went by quick, right? Sure did. Oh my God. I was having so much fun. <laughs> Thank awesome. you guys so much for having me. Uh, truly. Good. We, we, we love you. We love you. And, and thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for uh, being vulnerable enough to st- share your story. I know there was a couple of times there where you were like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go there, but I saw it in your eyes. But, um, but thank you again, dude. Thank you. you. You're a rock star, and uh, thank you for joining us on, well, your day off. Thanks, guys. I super appreciate it. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. 
<laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs> 